0: Welcome to our new podcast in the OLAC Lead the Way series. This podcast is the first in a set of two called Best Practices for TBTs. Six topics covered in the podcasts reflect best practices TBTs have employed to improve instruction for every child. Each podcast considers three of the six topics. The six topics are Focus, Consistency, and Context, covered in the first podcast, and Instructional Conversations, Implementation, and Leadership, covered in the second podcast. I'm Stanley Dudek, your host for this podcast. We were lucky enough to speak with groups of TBT leaders and their principals across Ohio. We spoke by phone with three educators at Madison Park Elementary in Trotwood, Ohio. We spoke in person with three educators from Bucyrus High School in Bucyrus, Ohio, and five educators from Avalon Elementary School in Columbus. At all three schools, the principal was one of the people we interviewed. Let's turn now to what these educators tell us about the work of their TBTs we start with the topic of focus. Educators from Bucyrus High School start us out. I'd say the, the biggest thing for us, I think from,
1: at least when I got there, is that we kind of had a, started to have a, a, a whole school focus, which has helped kind of narrow things down. So when we have our BLT meetings, we're able to kind of talk in commonalities rather than one group's doing this, and one group's doing that. And I, I think that's helped us.
2: For us, I think the biggest hurdle, since each teacher teaches a different grade level, finding data to share. That was a huge one for us. And I think once we decided to start having a building focus, that really helped us to focus. Also using similar forms to show the data, that really helped because now teachers know exactly what they need to use as data that's
1: going to actually help us.
0: Educators at Avalon Elementary talk about how clear focus leads to improved outcomes.
1: Now they do have a much clearer focus on what is expected, looking at student work, not just looking at data, but using that data to see where they need to put emphasis on what instructional strategies they need to research to use.
2: It's helped that we've been sticking with the same instructional strategy, because then I felt like... TBTs in the past, we jumped around so much and we were like, oh, we did this for four weeks and now we're switching this for four weeks. And so there was never a clear focus for the entire time. So this year, having that instructional strategy be the focus and being able to fine tune things in that instructional strategy, talking about what's working, what's not working, do we have to change our look fors throughout the year and how can we apply that to get student success has really been a key point this year
1: clarity, the purpose, the vision. It's a path that we're on now, which is really to improve student achievement. So before, the level of commitment was kind of like, yeah, we're meeting. We're meeting because you say we have to. But now it's more of a, we're learning from each other.
2: The conversations, I feel like this year are getting deeper, where before we were just kind of having surface conversations, looking at the data quickly, and then talking about it, and then not re- you would s- apply it. But this year, I feel like because we're having these more focused and deeper conversations, that the work is translating
0: more in the classroom. Teachers at Bucyrus High School note that achieving a clear focus takes time.
1: We've kind of gotten over the hump of we have to do this, and people are starting to realize that it's actually beneficial. And I think that's big. Because when I, when I first got here eight years ago, it was oh, we have to go to these cool. terms. Yeah. Of compliance <laughs> issue, rather than getting something out of it and, and being better teachers for it.
0: I believe I was here the first year we started with TBTs, and it was hard at first. But over the years, we've worked through it, and it's gotten better every year. And even the data collection was hard at first. You know, getting teachers to say, to slow down and collect it and chart it and do it in a way that would be beneficial to the conversation. And we've just grown over the years. It wasn't overnight. It was a slow process. The principal and another educator at Avalon Elementary discuss using the tools OLI-4 shares to focus TBT processes. OLI-4 stands for Ohio Leadership for Inclusion, Implementation, and Instructional Improvement, and is supported with funding from the Ohio Department of Education. It's a two-year program designed specifically to help principals and other leaders develop needed skills and structures to make collaboration focused, meaningful, and effective.
1: So my coach and I have been participating in OLI 4 for, this is our second year, and so with the strategies that we've learned through OLI-4, including implementing instructional practices, fine-tuning instructional practices, observing teachers as they implement the instructional practices. That's really what's given us a real good focus this year. So we're setting up observations for teachers to give each other feedback after the observations. And this really gave us a real clear focus because we pick out a particular instructional practice that we research and we implement and we decide on the look-fors for that instructional practice and then success criteria and then we watch each other and we model for each other. I think that that's been the biggest part of our growth with TBGs. One thing that our team had talked about was having Mrs. Taylor and Mrs. Connor in and asking those reflective questions to kind of drive that focus for us as well. To make sure that we're all on the same page.
0: An educator from Madison Park Elementary sums up how a school-wide focus unifies faculty.
3: We have a common thought. When we don't have common thinking, we hash it out.
0: Our next topic, consistency, is related to focus. The principal at Bucyrus High School talks about the way adult learning leads to better, more consistent practice. What I really love about the BLT now and our TBTs is we are trying to find an end result because we'll never really get there. And we also know that every time we learn, we realize we should have always been doing it this way. We should have always been doing it better. What would we know next year is we're going to do it even better next year. And we're going to realize we should have been doing it that way. And it's just, it's a constant process. And the thing is my staff don't get frustrated with that. We've embraced it at this point. You know, we've been living it for six years. So just knowing that this is constant, this this is adult learning. It's never going to stop. And if it stops, it means you've retired. Once a school focuses its TBTs on instructional improvement, it is able to use high-quality instructional practices more consistently. TBT leaders and the principal at Madison Park Elementary share some of the benefits of consistency.
4: We have definitely seen evolve over the last five years. I mean, you started out and you really had to coach teachers into being willing to share information, to open up and over the period of five years with us being pretty consistent teachers have come to realize that it's not a race against each other it is something our building is trying to accomplish as one so we need to make sure that we're sharing what works and questioning what may not be working and moving forward.
0: Kendra Folkt at Madison Park Elementary, speaking about grade-level TBT sharing with other TBTs to generate vertical alignment, shares the following insight.
3: The collaboration is improved. The teaching strategies are consistent. The expectations are the same from room to room. And I think whatever we focus on is what we always do better on. And so that tells you something that, and together, working as a team, we're stronger than working independently. And I think a lot of us were trying to get by in our own classroom, trying to pull that load, and that was hard, so together it makes it easier. When we first began, we had to learn how to work together and plan lessons and activities, and as the years went on, people would bring their student samples, and they would share the successes. We became more adept at discussing strengths and weaknesses of students so that we could change our planning and instruction and we also looked at standards differently so that we could address the standards and the assessments that were coming down the line so that we could prepare the students better
0: because no two schools are the same our third topic in this podcast has to do with the importance of context whereas tbt's in all three schools are focusing on instructional improvement They are adopting different strategies. This podcast ends with some specifics from Avalon and Madison Park. At Avalon, peer observation helps with focus and consistency.
1: And I think those observations bring clarity because as kindergarten, as we went to observe everyone doing the phonics dance with their class, we realized our conversation wasn't clear enough. That although we were all doing the phonics dance, we were each doing it a different way. Maybe someone was using it on the smart board, someone was using it with just the paper, showing them the pictures. The observations made it clear that, oh, we're not all doing it the same way, because we're not always in each other's classrooms, but those observations were a good piece to make us realize, oh, this isn't, (laughs) we're not all doing it the same way. That's what I noticed. I remember them in second grade, had their big aha moment was when they were each doing their own thing, and when they did the observation, they saw not only that they were doing it differently, but that someone's class had a high level of student engagement, and so then that's when they started to hone in on step-by-step, what are you doing differently that is causing the students to be more engaged.
2: And the observations helped us to say, okay, we came up with our look-fors, like this is what we're going to look for when we come in and observe
0: for teachers at Madison Park Elementary, the strategy involved a dual focus on literacy and positive behavioral interventions and supports, PBIS. This focus resulted in the development of structural changes. These included finding resources to place therapists on staff, restructuring schedules so academic supports didn't come at the cost of core instruction, and applying for a grant to begin an after school program.
4: We have put into place in our building a behavioral health network. Uh, They're called Eastway, and we actually have three therapists in the building that have full caseloads of students that they serve on a regular basis. We have behavioral support personnel here in the building that helps us to maintain time in the
3: classroom. This year, we were fortunate to get a grant for an after-school program, so we have invited 50, 60 students that are a lot of them in the LLI program and need special attention so that they have a meal after school. They have extra computer lab. They have extra reading and writing instruction and math instruction. They have enrichment that we um, have also in nutrition training too. And the students have a bus ride home. So we also have students that come in the morning that are part of that program at 730. And a big part of that is physical education with the with the physical education teacher. So kind of starts at 730 in the morning and ends at 530 in the evening. I, I think our building has this all in thought process. Everyone's all in. Nurses, custodians, cafeteria workers, everyone, everyone is on the team. Our attendance has improved by on an average of, I'm
4: going to say three to five percentage points for students. Our referrals, has decreased, our students passing the third grade guarantee has increased, so that instruction added to the typical curriculum has proven to be very successful. In the beginning, we were using it more as an intervention, as a pull-out from the reading instruction, and we found that A schedule like that did not necessarily work for the students or the teachers, so then we made it to where the students are basically given an extra opportunity for additional service versus taking them out of a class.
0: Thus far, this set of podcasts has considered three important TBT practices, maintaining focus, using frameworks consistently, and attending to context. We'd like to thank our contributors for sharing their stories. Our contributors include educators from Madison Park Elementary School in the Trotwood Madison City School District, Tamara Rizzo Sterner, Principal, and two of the school's TBT leaders, Kendra Folk and Ava Colucci, educators from Bucyrus High School in the Bucyrus City School District, Dr. Mark Burke, Principal, as well as three TBT leaders, Matt McKeever, Aaron Eckert, and Tara Hamm, and educators from Avalon Elementary School in the Columbus City School District, Linnell Taylor, Principal, instructional coach and LLI interventionalist, Yolanda Connor, and three teacher leaders, Kanette Edwards, Sarah Martin, and Christine Gould. We hope you'll join us for our next podcast, where we'll continue the conversation with educators from the three schools. Topics include instructional conversations, implementation of agreed-upon instructional strategies, and leadership. I'm Stanley Dudek. I provide support and technical assistance for OLAC podcasts through the University of Cincinnati's Systems Development and Improvement Center. Credit for our podcast music goes to Expendable Friend, whose musical composition is licensed under a Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 4.0 International License.